hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Setting History Straight. It's heard here on Lamb Radio. Today is Monday, September the 2nd, 2013. Linda Watson is your host. My name is Joey Thompson, Lending Color Commentary. And what we're trying to do is provide you, the listener, with the information uh, about who the players are on the biblical and historical scene. Linda, where in this world are you going to take us today? Okay, well, we're going to start off talking about the Aryans. And if you remember, um, Hitler talked a lot about the Aryans. He mentioned the, the Aryans as the white people, but there's more to behind the scene of what Hitler was saying than people realize. Uh, it, it was interesting because all the people that were in the Byzantine Empire become part of um, the allies with Hitler at that time. And, uh, very interesting that that happened. And it, it, mainly because they those, pe- those are the same people that have all uh, and it, it's going to be interesting to cover what we're going to cover tonight. So we're going to start off by reading something about who the Aryans are. And this comes straight out of the cyclopedia. It says, about 1500 B.C., India was invaded by Indo-European people. These people come from the area between the Black and Caspian Sea. Between 2500 B.C. and 2000 B.C., many Indo-European people migrated out of Eurasia. All right, so that's like Europe and Asia, the words combined. Okay, so we'll just stop right there a second. And, uh, Joey, can you tell everyone basically when the uh, flood occurred? Do you remember the time frame? Not yeah. It doesn't have to be the date, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was about 16, uh, the recreation, or, or past Adam, I guess the fall maybe, somewhere in that vicinity. Okay, somewhere between what they consider um, 2500 and 2000 B.C. was when Noah had the flood. So now yeah. they're describing the flood here, but they won't tell you it's the flood. Now listen to what they're saying out of the encyclopedia. Some of the people, all right, now they started around the Caspian, the Black Sea, and the Caspian Sea, which is exactly where um, Armenia is, and that is where uh, Noah, he landed in the area of Armenia, the top of uh, Turkey. Okay, so that's they're telling you that these people around 2500 and 2000 BC began migrating out. And it says some went to Europe and become Romans and Greeks. Some went to Turkey and become Hittites. Some went to Southeast instead. Some of them stopped in Iran and some of them went to Pakistan. I'm reading here. And India, the slow migration did not arrived in northern India until 1500 B.C. in India. Then people wrote about the Aryans in their history, and they called them the Aryans. Now, we want to find out who these people are. Now, it's funny that everybody 
started migrating out from where? Underneath the Black Sea. And they went to Europe, and they went to the Middle East, and they went to India. So they're describing the flood and what happened in that time frame. They are actually describing the flood and how Noah moved the people to different regions. And that's covered really well in Genesis 10. Now, what does the encyclopedia say about the people that went into um, into India? And so let's just uh, read what the this is Cyclopedia Botanica. They, and this is under the article called the Midia, which is the Midianites in history. Okay, uh, Midia, Indo-Iranian Empire centered in northern Mesopotamia that flourished about 1500s. 1300. Midia was one of the several kingdoms with small states found in Indo-Iranian Mesopotamia and Syria. Although originally these Indo-Iranians were members of the Aryan tribes that later settled in India, they apparently broke off from the main tribe on their way and migrated into Mesopotamia instead. So, Joy, what I'm reading here is there was a, 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 a empire or a group of people in the Middle East or in the uh, Russian steppes area that were called the Midia, and they, everyone that knows about Midia knows that that is the Midianites from the Bible. It's just a different name. Uh, and it says these were the people that went into India, and they became the Iranians eventually, but they they were also called the um, Aryans. Now, I think, Joy, do you have any comments? Uh, no, uh, not really. You're doing just fine, Linda. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I think it's interesting because they're telling you that the people that went into to India were the Midianites from the Bible. That's what they're telling you here. Because the Midias are the same people as the Midianites. So now, uh, let's go on and let's find out. It says, if you mentioned, read, heard what I read, that the Midianite kingdom was made up of several states of different uh, groups of people. And that's who they were. So we're going to talk about using the Bible, who those groups of people are. And I'm going to tell you right now, they're Esau's descendants and they're Ishmael's descendants. That's who they are. And we're going to go through and we're going to prove that. Now, first, um, we know that Esau and Jacob lived around 
the Asian history. It's by a professor named uh, Abdul uh, Khan, and he um, is a uh, he specializes in Indian history, but he also teaches about the Mongolians, the Turks, uh, you know, Central Asia. He covers basically everything. Now. Who were these Aryan people? That, and they wrote about it in the Vesta, which is the history, uh, early history of the end, of, of the nation of India. They were uh, Semitic people. They were Caucasian. They it's, they describe them as tall, light skinned. Now they went back and did their DNA testing. They're just doing unbelievable work with DNA testing. And they tested them, and they're with the hollow group R1A1. R1A1 is the group for the for um, Western Europe. I mean that, and that's also the main group for all the um, a lot of people in in America because they have Western European um, ancestors. So th they found out that they tested as R1A1. And that was done in a study. I'm going to read you the study name. It says, Why Chromosome uh, Lineage Trace Diffusion People and Language in Southwest Asia, American Journal of Human Genetics, Volume 60, 68, 2001, page 537 to 542. So that's where the reference is for that. Now, when, they, when the Aryan people went to Yeah. 
And eventually, those people that had mixed moved back into the Middle East. And and that's where um, and that's where you see some of the people that today that same group of people are in the in the Middle East. Their ancestors. Now, this proves without a shadow of a doubt that Esau is the father or one of the ancestors of these people, and that Turkey is one is also one of those uh, countries that was that these uh, Indo-Europeans moved back into. And what we want to do tonight is we're going to show you that Ishmael and um, and Esau were both part of the Midianite kingdom. And first, we're going to start by mentioning the sons of um, Esau. And we talked about this before in another program. So Esau had at least three wives. Some commentaries say he had six. He had one wife named Ada, which he, he married uh, the daughter of a king to the Hittites. Now, I want to just make a real quick comment on that. The Hittites were located where? Joey, do you remember where the Hittites were located? Um, as far as the region? No, I do not Turkey. remember. Turkey. Okay. They were in Turkey. So now, the reason that's critical is because the Hittites controlled all the trade. Now, all trade had to go through the Hittites because... If you were passing from India or Asia into Europe, you had to go through where? Turkey. Or you had to, that was the road that they took. If you wanted to go to the Middle East, you had to go through Turkey. And so, do you understand how Esau was thinking when he married a uh, Hittite wife? And he married the wife of the king. He didn't marry just anybody. He married into the royal line of, of the Hittites. He was thinking in terms of wealth and money because these people really truly understood how to, uh, everybody that went through the land got taxed. So, I mean, that's just, they made money just because people came through their land. And not to mention all the trade that they would bring things to uh, the, uh, the Hittites and people would trade with them there. So, uh, it's interesting because Esau, you know, he married into that family. He was very interested in, you know, in progressing, as we would say. Um, the second wife was uh, a Hevite, which the Hevites or the Horvites, those people lived at the top of the Transjordan area, and eventually Esau drove them out. And Basemath, which is the one they also have a, a different name for her right now. I can't remember what that name is. Joey, do you remember what her other name was? I've always known her as as Basemath, and and this is the this union produced the only righteous line of Esau. And thank you very much. Yes, I've, I've paid Joey to pay say that. <laughs> yeah, because. Uh, Esau realized when he married his first two wives that were, you know, not of his same family line, he realized that his dad and mom were very displeased. The Bible even says that. And so he went back to Ishmael and married his daughter, which was Basemath. Now, it's interesting because um, 
was a a Christian girl, and she and she married Esau. She her son she named Ruel. Uh, Ruel means belongs of a friend of God. So you wouldn't name somebody that unless you truly uh, were a spiritual person, and that was you act exactly right on that. That's exactly who they were. Now. Um, and we also know that there was the first son of Esau by his by Ada was uh, Ephlus, uh, and he had uh, a concubine, and that concubine is how Amalek uh, uh, came about through that. So he's also a descendant. So we'll mention that. Now we want to talk about uh, Jethro. So tell uh, everybody just a little bit about Jethro, uh, Joey, uh, what you sure. – just a, a little basic. Yeah. Uh, you know, in Torah, you'll find Jethro called three different names. You'll find him called Jethro, which is actually a title. It means prince or ruler. And you'll find him called Habob, actually, like a, like a good old boy name. Uh, not sure what that means. I didn't look it up. And uh, Raul – is the family name, and that is that is the name that was given to um, Basemath's uh, son with um, with Esau. Okay, so let's start by reading Numbers ten twenty nine. Okay, Can you read that for me. If yeah, mind? let me get to it. Ten twenty nine. Uh, now Moses said to Hobab or Habab. Uh, Hobab is, I guess, the way it should be pronounced, the son of Raul, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law. We are set up, we are setting out for a place of which Yahweh said, I will give to you, come with us, and we will treat you well, for Yahweh has promised good things to Israel. Okay, great. Now, I want to zero in on the word uh, Ruel. He said he was the son of Ruel. Ruel was the was Basemath's son, okay, and she was that was Esau and Basemath's son, so that's Esau's descendant, right? And right. she was the daughter of Ishmael, so she was also so he was also Ishmael's descendant, correct? That is correct. Absolutely. Now, what else does it say in that scripture? Who else was he? He was uh, a Midianite. Midianite, but that was his. That was his. It was like saying uh, his country that he belonged. It was, to. He was a geographical Midianite. He was a geographical Midianite. But remember the definition the Encyclopedia Britannica gave us. It said that the Midianites were a combination of several states and its nations. Right. So what had happened here? is the Midianites took these people in and, and, and made them all part of their empire. They actually traveled with the Midianites, which is what I'm going to prove next. But we want to make the point that if the Aryans were the people that were the Midianites that went into India, which is what the Cyclopedia Britannica tells us who went, because... The reason they know it was the Midianites is they were the people living in the area of Asia Minor and Iran and in that 
people that were going into India. And they were nomads. And what did God say about Ishmael? Ishmael would be a what? He would be a nomad. He would be a what? He said, you would always dwell in tents. And and they were, um, and so it makes perfect sense when you, and they were idolaters, okay? Uh, And so they brought their gods with them when they went into India. But when they came out of India, they were a mixed people, and they came into Iran as the means. And so that's the important concept that we need to get because those people that live between India and uh, Iran and the Middle East were the Midianites. Those are the people that lived in that area, and those were Esau's descendants, uh, Ishmael's descendants, and so if, if you try to explain to people that who all these people in the Middle East are related to, it, it becomes very easy when you understand that, that the Midianites were the people that lived in Central Asia. They lived, that's where they were. It said it took them many years to get there. You know, they started in, in uh, actually, what, 2000 B.C., and it took them for many years to migrate their way in there. And as they would run out of space and their families would get larger, they would move to other areas. And this was the way they, they uh, that's just the way they conducted their business. So it proves that the people that uh, lived in that area were Ishmaelites and, um, and Esau's descendants and Ish- Ishmael's descendants. So now we're going to go on. I'm going to skip the break this time, Joy, because I want to continue this. Point, then we'll get the next break. Um, I want to prove. We'll start with. Um, we'll start with uh, Genesis 25, 1 and two. First of all, we're just going to uh, touch base and find out who the basic Midianites were. So, if you would mind reading Genesis 25, right. 1 and two for me. Abraham again took a wife, and her name was Keturah, and she bore him Zimran. Jokshan, Median, which is the Midianite father, uh, Miadan, uh, Ishbak, and Shuha. <laughs> yeah. So you'll know immediately that Midian is mentioned right in, in that second verse. He's one of those children. So the, the Bible starts talking about the Midianites. Uh, let me spell that so in case someone's not familiar. It's M-I-D-I-A-N-I-T-E-S. And those were whose children? Keturah. So these are Abraham's other children by a different marriage after Sarah. Now, um, if we go on, we know the story about um, how Joseph was, and I've covered this before, how Joseph was thrown in the pit, but we need to hit just a few uh, verses in there. Genesis 37, 24. I'm going to read some of this. Uh, he was thrown in the pit, and it says, While they were sitting eating their bread, they lifted up their eyes and looked, and behold, a company of Ishmaelites came from uh, Gilead with their camel, camels. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. Verse 26, and Judah said unto his brother, what profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? So verse 27, come and let us sell them to the Ishmaelites and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh and our brother 
and his brother, his brothers were content. Okay, now, who is he talking about that's coming, they see coming, uh, and they that are uh, just coming along as they had put their brother in the pit? The Ishmaelites, right? Mm-hmm. All right, now, verse 28 is real interesting. It says, then they passed by the Midianite merchants, and they dwelt through and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver and brought Joseph into Egypt. So that verse is telling you what? That those two people were together. Or they might be the same, Linda. Is that possible? In other words... Lamentations what, Linda? 421. It It says, Rejoice and be glad, O daughter of Edom, you who dwell in the land of Uz, the cup shall shall also pass over you, and you shall become drunk and make yourself naked. Okay, so the land of Uz is very interesting because that's where you get the story of the Wizard of Oz. It comes, it takes, uh, they got their name, the Wizard of Oz, from this land of Oz, by the way. Cool. And the reason for it is because that is the Armenian land. That is the land where Noah settled after uh, he came off the boat. That, it was in Mount Ararat. It's the same general area, and that's where he settled. And so it's called the land of Oz. Everybody knows that, that knows anything about scripture. But, uh, you know, it, it's also interesting that there was somebody
somebody else that lent. Oh, by the way, there are two. Let me give you two references here. The, the Targum uh, tells you the land of Oz is Armenia. And the Hebrew uh, historian, his came, name is uh, Nemandes, and I'm sure I'm slaughtering his name. I'll spell it N-A-C-H-M-A-N-I-D-E-S. He lived, in, lived during the 11th century. Agreed that he that the land of Oz is Armenia. So now, what is Scripture telling us here about Esau? Because Edom is Esau, right? So what is Scripture telling us about um, Esau, where he lived? Um, you're asking me what now? <laughs> Armenia. He lived oh. in Armenia. Okay, well, yeah. Everybody says, well, he no, he didn't. He lived in the land of Edom, which is below the Dead Sea. And that is true. He eventually moved there, but in the very beginning, Esau did not live in that area, and his descendants went in all directions. Yeah, what? If I have time, I'll actually show you that Esau did not live in, he lived in the land of Canaan with his brother. They weren't happy with one another, but one lived at the top and one lived at the bottom. So, I mean, that's basically. Um, that's basically what happened. Go ahead. Do you want to say something? Well, what I was going to say is that Esau has his hands, his tentacles, in just about every place in the Middle East. Right, right. It's absolutely true. Now, um, there's another scripture that shows, uh, if we can use Judges 6, uh, 33. So do you want to read that verse for me, Joey? Yeah, let me and get this there. one proves that Esau's descendants, which was the Amalekites, um, they also traveled with the Midianites. Okay, Judges six thirty three. Then all the Midianites and Am- Amalekites, the people of the east, gathered together and they crossed over and encamped in the valley of Jezreel. which were the men. 
Midianites and migrated back to. They migrated back to Central Asia. So, and it's interesting, the name Tenement means south and it means right hand. So if you're standing in the south and you raise your right hand, you're pointing where? East. So isn't that interesting? Tenement's name means east. So, I mean, I, I thought that was pretty interesting when I run into some of that. But, um, Joey, do you have any comments? No, I'm good. Okay, so now we're going to go through just briefly and talk about where Esau lived because I want to – I don't want people, if you've had a uh, map uh, and you looked at the top of, uh, of um, the land of Israel, you would see that the Transjordan area was, is way above the Dead Sea. It's much higher up in, uh, you know, like the area where I tried to describe, it's in, without showing you on a map, it's in the northern part of Canaan. So I'm going to pick up the story in Genesis 32, and this is the path that Jacob took on his way back from uh, Haman, which was the land where his, his where he married his two wives and had his children, and he was coming back to the land of Canaan. Everybody knows that story, right? So uh, this is the path he took, and I want to show you this. Um, and if you get a chance, y'all can go look at it on a map, and then you'll understand perfectly what I'm saying. All right, so if you can read Genesis 32, 31. All right. Just as he crossed over Penuel, the sun rose on him, and he limped on his hip. Well, the reason he limped there is because he passed yeah. over, <laughs> you know, there was water there, so he passed over the, uh, the, a river in that area. But he, that's where he uh, picked up the pillar. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's also where he wrestled with, um, with the angel, if you right. remember. Right, and, and the angel touched his hip and pulled it out of socket so he'd turn him loose. <laughs> I know. So that goes to show sometimes. Uh, but anyway, to, to move on, that place is in eastern Jordan. Okay, that he, that he's crossing across, and if you, if some of you will go get a map and look at where some of these places are. So he's in eastern Jordan. Jordan is above the land of Cana, right? So now verse 14, Joey, if you don't mind reading, um, the uh, just we're gonna have to digress just a little bit. Genesis 33:14. Okay. Um, please let my Lord go on ahead before his servants, and I will lead on slowly at the pace which the livestock will go before me, and the children are able to endure until I come uh, to my Lord Sierra. In Sierra. Now, he's at the top of, of, um, of in, in Jordan, correct? I mean, that's where he's at. And he's telling Esau he's going to meet him in Sierra. Or um, Mount Sinir, you know, we're familiar with the name, name Mount Sinir, which is in the land of Edom, which is below the Dead Sea. That's miles away from, I mean, many, many days' journey for these people. So he's not talking about that Sinir. He's talking about a different location here. So because we notice in the next verse, and I'm going to read uh, Genesis 16, 
17 here, and it says, and it says, and Esau returned that day on his way to Sinir after he met with Joseph, and um, not Joseph, Jacob. And on 17, then he journeyed to Sophot, which was, um, and he made boots, and we won't get into all that information, but the, the, that is still in the, the Jordan area. So we're talking about two different places. So Esau is in Sinir, which is in Jordan, not in the land of Edom. Now, there is Mount Sinir in the land of Edom. So a lot of people jump to the conclusion that that's where Sinir was and that's where um, Esau was. But it wasn't because that's many, many miles away. And and remember, Jacob said, he, I'm going to meet you in Sinir. So it had to be located between uh, Penel and uh, Sukkot. That's where it had to be located at, because that's the path that that, uh, that uh, Jacob is taking. Joy, do, do, do I'm, are you following me on that? Absolutely, it can't be that far away that quickly. No, I can't. It, and just people people read into things and they don't really, uh, you know, understand because unless you're looking at a map, you don't see it. But that puts Esau where? In the Jordan area, in the top part. The north part. Area, which is not that far from, um, from, he's not living at that point. Now, later on, he does go live in Edom. I will make sure that people understand that. But in that time, he was, he was living and his descendants were living up there. And if you remember when they mentioned his descendants, it mentions one of them that killed a man in the city of Yvette. And Yvette is in Palestine. So, I mean, these people were living in, in the land of Canaan. That's where they were living. And some of them were living even above in Armenia, because that's what the history is telling us that they were living. And they were mixing with the Ishmaelites and, and the, and the um, Midianites. So those are the two that that's how we know. And that's, um, so that's how we know that, that the people... And we can prove now because we saw that they ran together as groups of people. They were together as, as uh, it looked like all of, the, all of us, Abraham's other children stayed in one place, which was in the land of the Midians. That's what it looked like. Is that what you think, Joey? Yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh, history shows that, well, of course, you know, my studies on the Rechabites, but those people surrounded Jerusalem and were actually the watchmen, you know, like you would set people outside the city mm-hmm. to watch uh, to see if anyone would come as an intruder or an enemy. And so that's what they worked as. They were Bedouins outside the city. So that was their lifestyle. That's what, what they grew up doing. That's exactly right. And the interesting thing is that it proves that the Midianites had gone into India and came back and settled, and they had actually settled in the Central Asia area, which can be nobody else except Ishmael and Esau's descendants and Keturah's descendants that lived in the area between India and Iran. Couldn't be anybody else, because that's what the Encyclopedia Britannica tells us. So let's take a little break, and we'll find out where else Esau went.
You're listening to Setting History Straight on Lamb Radio, which promotes the Messianic lifestyle, a lifestyle of hope. On February 1st, 2013, a new online magazine hit the virtual newsstand shelves. Harvest Mag is geared towards the young people of the Messianic Hebrews lifestyle. Harvest Mag's mission is to encourage, challenge, and inspire young people to stay strong in their faith. Share their convictions boldly with others. Walk out the biblical model of a young man or woman. And have a deeper and more personal relationship with their creator. We strongly believe that the scriptures contain all that is needed to make wise and biblical decisions in today's world. Articles are packed with insightful and practical application aimed to share the truth of the scriptures. Harvest Mag discusses real-life issues and challenges that youth face every single day. We greatly desire to encourage youth to intentionally live out their faith in today's confusing world. So check out Harvest Mag right now to view the latest issue and see how you can get involved at HarvestMag.com. That's HarvestMag.com. And now, let's rejoin Setting History Straight here on Lamb Radio, where the focus is on a lifestyle of hope. Okay, so we're back again, and we were talking about the places that Esau went. And so the next place we want to talk about is the land of Tyre. And uh, so would you mind reading two verses for me? One is in Amos 1, verse 6. And right. Amos 1, verse 9. Got it. Uh, 6. Thus says Yahweh. So we were just reading this today. For three transgressions of, of Gaza, and or for four. And I will not turn away its punishment, because they took captive the whole captivity to deliver them up to Edom. And verse what? 11? And verse 9. Nine. Thus says Yahweh, for three transgressions of Tyre and for four, I will not turn away its punishment, because they delivered up the whole captivity to Edom and did not remember the covenant of the brotherhood. Interesting. Okay, now, what it's telling you what two, pl- two places here that Edom is, Gaza and Tyre. And Tyre is interesting because that's part of the Phoenician Empire. That's the Phoenicians. We know they were settled by the Canaanites. There's no doubt about it. Uh, they've done bloodline testing. The came, they came back as J2. J2 is uh, Canaanite blood. They, they, are, they were Canaanites. Uh, but Edom went, uh, or I should say Esau's descendants, went into that area and settled the city of Tyre. And that's recorded quite a few times in history. And it's interesting that the Phoenicians got their name, uh, and it means the red people. And Esau has always been known as what? The red people. Redskins. And it's interesting. You know that that's where the people came when the people when, when the, uh, Carthage and um, Phoenicia fell to the Romans. That's where they went, is back to America as the Redskins, well, the Red people. And it's been carried through history. So we had, so now you had people who were in America before we got here that were already the same as what we had before the Canaanites, and many of the uh, people were 
uh, the Hittites were here as Indians, but there was also Israelite Indians. Uh, they had also brought some of the Israelites uh, into America. So you had 10 tribes that were definitely related to Israel. But many of them were some of the same people that they dealt with in the Middle East. They just got there ahead of us. And they were just, it's like a repeat of history. So it's like a repeat of history. Now, I'm just going to make a comment here. If you'll remember that. I, uh, several weeks ago, I went over who Moab, where Moab went, and there was a uh, the actually some of these books I wouldn't use for uh, for spiritual use, but I do use them for history. And one is uh, the Quran talks about how it was the Moabites who were the Moors, and you know they lived in northern um, Libya and went from that area into. Uh, into the area of Spain, which I think is really interesting. And then they, who settled Mexico, Joey? Uh, you got me there. That's one I would like Spain. to know. Spain. Oh, Spain well, yeah. yeah. Spain went into Mexico. So but who were the Mexicans? Who were the, the Spaniards? The Mexicans were the mix of the, of the Indians that were in the land and the Spanish people who were the Moors. So now we have the same situation going on over here that was happening in the Middle East. The uh, lost descendants live live in Mexico. And remember, lost descendants are Abraham's children. Now, all of these people have mixed and mixed and mixed by now, but they, we're talking about where their ancestry started, and that's what God looks at. Uh, and, and that's just absolute fact. So I do want to go to, uh, since I've explained this, let's go to Numbers 2424, Joey, if you don't mind. Let me go back and before you do that, Linda, the, the Spaniards are from, who fathered the Spaniards, I guess is what I'm asking. Okay, now, because, uh, in that particular area, they had drove out pretty much all the Christian people, if you remember the history. That was the land of Iberia originally, right? That was the land of Iberia, which we're going to be getting to. But those people, most okay. of those people had migrated out. And so you had okay. a, a large portion of the people that were the Moors. And they, you know, they not all of them um, were necessarily uh, dark-skinned. You know, now, they, you say, they were the Moors. When you say the when Moors, they, when you say the Moors, I hate to interrupt you, but who are they and where do they come from? The Moors were the Moabites. Moabites, okay. From the, they were the people that moved out of the land of, of um, the Middle East and moved into the area of Libya. And Libya is where they came out of. They came out of Libya to attack Spain, which is exactly what we're going to read right here, Joey. So if okay. you read Numbers 24, 24... <clears throat> It says, but the all right. But ships shall come from the coast of Cyprus, and that's Kittim, and they shall afflict Asher and afflict Eber, and so shall Amalek under until he perishes. Okay, and so uh, I guess I may have the wrong verse there, but what I was looking for was a different verse that talks about how um, they attacked. They attacked Eber, 
and they attacked uh, Assyria. So maybe I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we got Ash. Right. No, that's it. That's it. Asher and Asher's Eber. Asher's got a different name. Okay. All right. So Eber, and they're probably using the word Asher instead of Eber. Eber was the official name for Spain. I mean, it gotcha. was the name for Spain for two, three, four thousand years. It was named gotcha. after his descendant, which was Eber, who, who came to that area. Uh, now, it's interesting that it's telling you that they, they would bring down Eber. So where did they go? Where did the people go? They went into Spain. And then it says they, they would take Assyria. And that's interesting because uh, has anybody heard of the Habsburg uh, dynasty? <laughs> no. And that is that is the Assyrian dynasty. Okay, so you've got uh, you've got the um, Canaanites and or Edom going in and bringing his descendants in and attacking. Uh, Spain, which is Eber, which the Bible told about in, in the 24th chapter, 24-24. And they also said that they would take uh, what other country? Assyria, which was the Habsburg dynasty. And there's it, it, just no other way around it. That's what it was. So, I mean, that's interesting. And you mentioned Chittim. Now, um, the Bible talks about Chittim, and that's one of the, what I think that's, I want to say that's one of the sons of um, of Jeff, and it, it, is it is located on the island of uh, Cyprus. No doubt about it. That's where it is. That's where Scripture says it is. Go ahead, Joey. I know you want to make a comment. No, I was going to agree with you. That is that is correct. He hails from uh, one of the sons of Javan, which of course hails from Japheth. And then here's Josephus says that all of the islands greater greatest part of the sea coast was called Chittim. So it's the, it's the same area. Now, um, it also was talking about the uh, that, that the Chittims would come from, it would come from the coast. And I think they mentioned something about the coast. I need to find that scripture. Right now, I'm scrolling because I know it's here and I just want to, as you know, when you go to read something, how it you, you just have it right in front of you, but all of a sudden you lose it. That's Isaiah 11. Oh, Daniel 11.30. Okay, I'm sorry. That's right. You, you want me to read Daniel 11.30? If you don't, if you don't mind. You okay, all right. I'm turning there. Um, it says, okay, for the ships of Cyprus, and that word is uh, Kittim, shall come against him, and there, therefore he shall be grieved, this is talking about the king of the north, and return in rage against the holy covenant to do damage. So he shall return and show uh, regard for those who forsake the covenant. Okay, so uh, Joy, uh, it's right now, uh, and I think there's an article that I sent you, but you may not have it, but there is, um, uh, all over the news now is the story breaking about how the UN is beginning to bring their troops and their military weapons and stockpiling where? In, in, uh, uh, Cyprus. 
And that's where they, they're beginning to bring all their stuff for the war that they're planning uh, in case they do go to war in, uh, in the Middle East. So there, and they, there's several news articles out there right now about that same thing, that they're stockpiling weapons in Cyprus. You know, the first time I read that, and I said, well, why would, how could a little island like Cyprus, you know, send ships down to uh, the Middle East and, and uh, for a war? And, you know, a lot of people have guessed that, well, Chittim means Russia and it means Japan and, you know, but God says things the way it is. And Chittim is that little island called Cyprus, and that's where all those weapons are being stored right now. So it's going to be interesting to watch uh, what's going to go on in the Middle East now. Now, all of these things that are happening in the Middle East are happening because Esau could never accept the fact that he lost his birthright. And his descendants, um, his descendants for for centuries have held that against the Israelites. And it's amazing, Joey, uh, he promised his, his daddy that he would, um, on his deathbed, that he would never kill Jacob. He hated him, but he would never kill him. So he waited till his dad father had died. And when Jacob died, uh, he went, Esau went into the place that he was buried, the cave that he was buried, and he actually um, uh, disturbed the grave. Uh, you know, it doesn't tell you exactly uh, exactly what he did, but he disturbed the grave. And uh, one of Dan's children came along and killed him. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, that's how Esau died. And yeah. he had a root of bitterness, and that's all come about because of a root of bitterness. Now, I, I ran out of time, and uh, I wish we could talk even further. So, Joanne, we're going to have to say, um, close the program. Is there any final comments you want to make? Nope. Everybody have a good week.